Hello and welcome to another episode of the Moms Who Rule the World podcast. This podcast this week is for you if your kiddo is a picky eater. <laughs> if your kid, like mine, has about four foods that they like to eat, if you're struggling with mealtime, if you are just feeling frustrated with trying to make your kid dinner, not sure where to go, what to do, then our mama this week and her company might just be an answer for you. This week, I get to talk with Joanna Parker, the founder and creator of Yumble, which is a meal delivery service for your little one. Think Blue Apron or Home Chef, but for your kiddos. And she is such a rock star. She made this thing a reality from her home kitchen for making meals for other people in New York City. She brought it to Shark Tank and she got a deal with Bethany Frankel, okay? She is so cool and I love her honesty in sharing about this, about how much hard work and effort and love has gone into this and just what it has taken to make this thing a reality. She's a rock star. If she can do it, so can you. Let's do this. Welcome to the Moms Who Rule the World podcast, a podcast for busy moms who are in between ruling the world and losing their shit. Motherhood isn't easy, but so much better when we can come together and inspire each other with real stories, honest words, and a whole lot of moms ruling the world. Because we're all in this together, and that's the very best place to be. We've got this, mama. You like a get up and drink coffee before anybody wakes up kind of person, or you like get the kids out the door, then have a big cup? I am a preset it the night before so that when I wake up, I smell it and it's ready and I can have it in peace and quiet before anybody else is up in my house. Yes, I am so, so, so the same way. There is nothing like a cup of coffee in silence, I think. I know, it's amazing. Yeah. So we are recording today. We are both East Coasters. So I'm recording from Maryland and Joanna is recording from New York and it we are f- experiencing a little less humidity here on the East Coast. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yes, we're very excited. Yeah. Well, girl, we need to talk about Yumble and you and like everything you have going on in your life. So will you please just share what Yumble is, like who you are, what is happening, and what do you do? (laughs) Sure. Um, So Yumble is a weekly subscription of fully prepared, healthy, yummy meals that are designed just for children, and they are delivered straight to the doors of busy parents. So I came up with the idea for Yumble out of my own personal pain points. I am in addition to being the founder of Yumba, I am also the mom to three young children. Well, not so young anymore, I guess. They are four, seven, and nine. And I found it really, really challenging to put healthy food on the table for them every single day. And when I mentioned this, you know, incessant pain to my husband, he said, well, why don't you do something about it? And so I put the feelers out there and kind of just rolled with it ever since. And that's how Yumble was born. It's such an amazing idea. It's such a pain point. You're so right. So, I mean, how many years ago was this sort of 
moment and what was it from like, okay, maybe to like, all right, like, let's really see what would happen to do this. So it was about three years ago that I first mentioned it to David, my husband. And that's when he suggested that I kind of see if other people had this pain point before I did anything else. So what I did is I posted anonymously on a Facebook mommy group um, outside of my like immediate neighborhood because I really wanted to get objective feedback from people. So I posted and I said, does anybody want me to cook dinner for their children for the week and deliver it? And we were actually driving out to Vermont on a family little trip. And my phone was dinging like crazy. And I was just bombarded with people who did not know who I was. They didn't even know what I was cooking, but they knew that they needed help and they wanted meals immediately. So we actually turned around and went back home and I started cooking and delivering. And that's, <laughs> that, that was the first Yumble delivery. And we really pretty quickly kind of just started growing through word of mouth after that first week of deliveries customers returned and started hearing from some of their friends and their siblings if we could deliver to them. And so that's when David and I kind of realized that we really tapped uh, a pain point that was, you know, fairly universal among parents. We then took a little bit of a break to kind of build it properly. And Yumble itself was launched two years ago, pretty much exactly two years ago. Wow. Cheers to you on your second anniversary. Yeah. Didn't realize it's creeping up. Yeah. Yeah. So were those initial meals? Were you like going to people's door to door? Here are your meals. Here you go. I How did. did. I, I put bows on the boxes and I hand delivered them. And I actually remember my first customer I delivered. To, we, the way we did it, it was in New York City. So I needed David to sit in the car while I would run up and bring the meals in because I couldn't like find parking each time. And I remember bringing the first bag of meals and the woman who I delivered it to gave me a chip and I <laughs> I felt bad telling her that she didn't need to tip me that I was the person doing everything um so I saved it and yeah framed it <laughs> that's amazing it's like a Chinese delivery service or really any food that comes to the door is is a beautiful thing so I, I totally understand I would I think I might want to tip you too especially if you were cooking meals for my kids did you have like experience? Obviously, you're making your own kids' food, but like, do you have a food background? Like, did anything like that come into play? So, I don't have any formal culinary training. Um, I have always kind of loved being in the kitchen. I love cooking, I love eating, I love serving food, preparing food. It's always been sort of a passion. And I really also always loved kind of playing around with things that might not necessarily be super healthy and finding a healthier version of them, which is really a sure. key part of Yumble. Um, so yeah. it's really just a lot of experience and, and I guess like a comfort in the kitchen. Were you working at the time of the thought and start and creation of this or were you at home with your littles? Yeah. So at that time I was actually um, at home with them. I had my youngest, Jane, was, I think she was about one. And before that, I had actually, first I worked in Macy's in their product development. And then I had transitioned actually into early childhood education. And I don't think I ever thought that those two things would kind of be helpful yeah. at Yumbo. But 
I've realized that a lot of those skills and learnings that I had there are kind of helpful now. No, that's so funny. That is like totally, totally good things for the resume for doing something like this. Your website is beautiful. I was telling you on our um, phone call that previously that I had, um, we had ordered some of the meals for my very picky kid, (laughs) my three-year-old. He's so crazy. Um, And he, he, he is, the packaging is very exciting to him. We need to talk all about it, but it is like, there's cartoon characters and there's these like little coins that come that you can save to add up the prizes. And maybe you don't call them coins. So I don't want to put, yeah, yeah. So it's very fun. And while he's not like downing the whole thing because the kid doesn't, actually eat much of anything he has tried some of each meal which is such a success to me (laughs) it really by the way it really is and I I applaud you actually for recognizing that because so much of the time parents will say my kid is super picky and they only took two bites and I'm like but that's amazing like even whether it's our meals or meals you're making at home like parents have to realize that every little step is a step in the right direction and we should be making the children feel really great about even just trying things because that is the first step in getting them to eat. They're not just going to go from not touching food to down in their plate. So I think it's really important to get excited. And, you know, if my kids try something new and healthy, we sometimes do a song and dance or something just to make them feel like it's actually special and they should be proud. Yeah. I mean, my, my son ate peas from your meals and he said he liked them and I was like I needed to like steady my hand on the table to not pass out and lay (laughs) on the ground like can I record your little voice saying that on the microphone because it's good I think I mean I know and I know you know because obviously you made this and so many people are using it but it is just it's it's a it can be a very frustrating thing and it just feels like your business just helps. It's like, it's just, it's just like with you. Like you're like, okay, this is one last thing for me to try to do today. And so it's really, really cool. So talk to us about like the, from the very beginning, you know, hand delivering these meals to trying to grow this into something sustainable and going on Shark Tank and like sort of all of this rapid development, rapid growth in the last two years, while having three little kids, like what is the story there? Yeah, well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, which is I really, from the beginning, have stuck true to the kind of two missions of Yumball. The first is just making mealtime a little less stressful for parents. Um, you know, I hear over and over again from customers um, and, and all parents just how stressful it is, whether it's it takes too much time to get the food on the table or they have no idea what they should even be making, or they spend all this time and they get the food on the table and then their kids don't want to eat it. And it's, it can just be this really maddening experience um, that happens every single day, three times a day. So my first goal when I started out with this was really to just take something off of parents' plates and make their lives easier, allow them to come to mealtime less stressed. um, Because I'm a big believer that kids kind of feed off of parents' energy. And if mom or dad or whoever is serving the meal is relaxed, there's so much higher of a chance that the kids are actually going to try the food. And so it just works in everybody's favor. And then the second 
you know, mission of Yumbo was really always to make healthy food accessible to more children. I think, you know, parents don't have as much time. Uh, everything is getting more and more expensive. Parents are just busy or don't know how, and all children deserve to have healthy meals. And it shouldn't be something that they're deprived of just because, you know, parents are busy. So I think staying true to those two missions from day one all the way through to the present has allowed us to kind of stay focused on what we want the product to be and how we want to kind of deliver it. No, totally. So good. Yeah. So, I mean, where did you go from there? Like, did you seek out and please tell me how it works? Cause I, I don't know. So did you like seek out like a manufacturing place that would like prepare the meals and like get them ready to go out? Like how, do you, how did you know what to do? And then what did you do? Yeah. So I did not know anything either, um, which is why we hired someone in operations. So my husband joined and he was really like the business, you know, numbers, investor relations, strategy, big picture thinking kind of role. I was everything that the customer touches and experiences. And the hole that we needed to fill was really in the actual operations. Um, so we, we played around a few times and it definitely wasn't, you know, we didn't get it right the first time. Um, but eventually we realized that the best model for us was, uh, working with a kitchen that would use our recipes and cook our food the way we want with our kind of, you know, overseeing and supervising and they cook everything for us and we then deliver it to our customers. Yeah. Awesome. So I know, I don't, I know you can't say a ton but what was Shark Tank like? <laughs> <laughs> Shark Tank was, I like to say, sort of like a mini version of startup life. It was an incredible roller coaster ride. Very thrilling, very exciting, nerve wracking. Um, I'm very grateful that I did it with David. I don't know how people get, get the guts to go out there into the tank on their own. It was very helpful to go there together a very exciting experience. It was, there are a couple of layers of it that I think were kind of unexpected to me. So the first, you know, obviously it did great things for the business and was uh, awesome to get that kind of exposure. But in addition to that, it really brought our team together in a way that I hadn't anticipated. Kind of excited about that team camaraderie. We all kind of rallied to get the website ready and to make sure we had enough inventory and all that stuff. And the other thing that I really didn't foresee was what it would mean for me and David personally. You know, we always went, we applied and we did all that stuff thinking about what it would do for Yumble. But seeing the way kind of our community got really excited and it was like a real validation for our kids to finally sort of see some fruit of all the, the work and time that David and I put in, that was really gratifying. Totally. We're kind of, we love Shark Tank. So I think it's very, very cool. For everybody listening, you guys got a deal with Bethany Frankel. Is it okay to at least share that? Yeah. 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 And um, I mean, you can Google it and it comes right up. So very, very cool. And I mean, all of the questions they ask you, it's like, I think I would probably be sweating. So it's pretty nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah. You did an amazing job. Thank you. Um, what? What was the time lapse from like recording that to when it airs? So we recorded back in the summer of 2018 and we 
aired December 9th, 2018. Wow. So it was, yeah. it was quite a while of waiting. Yeah. So you had all those months like being so pumped probably to see it on TV. Probably like has to be so surreal. Very surreal to see it on TV. Um, you also don't know how they're going to edit it. So it's, you're kind of curious what they're going to include, what they're going to cut out, how they're going to chop up what you said. And it was exciting to finally see it. It's also the, it's, it's the only thing you see after you walk out of the tank and, you know, you don't get any clips or anything beforehand. So it was exciting to watch it on national television alongside everybody else for the first time. <laughs> the only thing you have is like your actual memory from the day. You're like, oh gosh, what, 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 what went down that day? Well, you, I mean, yeah. you guys obviously did a lot of things right because it, it seems like it was a, a super good thing and super exciting. So thank you. Thank you. It was definitely yeah. exciting. Yeah. So like at what point did David come on full time? And then like, what are you guys kind of in the same roles? I know you said you were, you know, doing product development and he was working on the business side, but like how has that, this adjustment been? Because it, I mean, my husband and I have worked together on a few things and one, it kind of becomes interesting when you're like, not just, you know, going on a date or whatever, even like, you know, it's just, <laughs> it, it cha- it's kind of makes you grow and be like, okay, you know, how are we going to do this? How are we going to work on this? And so how has it been, I guess, is the question. Yeah. Um, I actually, you know, if you've ever had a startup, you realize that it really takes so much of your time. And so I can't really imagine doing it without him because I feel like it would kind of be disconnect on so much if we weren't doing this together. We don't spend every minute together during the day, but we're invested in the same project and we, ha- you know, we know what's going on with each other's business, you know, days. It's really a family kind of project, I would say, between our kids being our taste testers and my initial kind of audience and um, David came on board pretty early on. I was right when I came up with the idea and saw that it was getting traction. I was like, I need somebody with a business background. And we brainstormed together for a while. He was going to tap some people from his um, Harvard Business School network. And after just like a week or so of talking, we were like, you know, I feel like it's kind of you. Um, and so then we spent a lot of time, you know, thinking about what would that mean for the family and what would that mean for our relationship and how should we you know, set boundaries and parameters. And it's been, I think, a blessing to work together because it's it just added another dimension to our relationship. And we can support each other in a way that I think if only one of us was doing this, it would be really hard to. Sure. I like that. That's, that's so good. Um, we had, I had Lauren Gleisberg, who is like, does all of this fitness stuff. She was on the podcast and her husband works in the business too. And she had kind of said it like, no one's going to care about this or work harder for this than we are, you know, like we're in this, like it's, it's ours. And obviously there's many people probably on your team, but just that, that like, you know, you, you really, really care (laughs) when it's your business and especially for two of you to be able to, be working on yep. it together and doing different things probably has to be very cool. 
yeah, you live and breathe it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, how about for you? Because I mean, number one is just having three children by themselves is very busy. I mean, I have two people and some days I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? I guess, you know, is your four-year-old in preschool? She is, but it's a full day. So um, that was a big game changer for me was when my three kids all were on the same schedule. I drive them all to school in the morning at the same time and they all come home on the bus together in the afternoon. It it made keeping track of them (laughs) a lot easier. Um, But I think it is probably the hardest on her because she goes to sleep before I get home. So she knows that on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, she doesn't see mommy at night. But the excitement when she wakes up on Friday morning, knowing that she's going to see me that night is like the cutest thing in the world that really gets me through the week. I know different things say like, you kind of have to have to hit the ground running when you're in doing a startup. And then, you know, so it I'm sure it is kind of just like a fast paced and I'm sure in the last two years plus you're kind of figuring out what works, what doesn't, what needs to adjust. I mean, have you had to set any, you know, boundaries that you've learned or have things kind of change just with trying to ebb and flow with like growing this, you know, multiple things, working with David or with the kids, just any like lessons that you would share personally? Yeah. I mean, the things that I've learned um, that kind of keep me sane are staying organized and also making sure that my expectations of what I can get done are realistic and that I've set my (laughs) kids up with expectations. So like I always tell them if there's going to be, you know, for my two bigger ones, if I'm not going to be home to see them one night and the babysitter is going to be putting them to sleep, I find just letting them know that in the morning when I drop them at school makes it fine. If I forget to tell them or last minute I'm running later or a meeting came up or something, then they get upset and they're disappointed. And then I feel bad. So I think setting everybody's expectations and being organized and planning is a really important part of it. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure all these moving parts you have to be. What are what are your thoughts on the words self-care? Do you want to punch that word or does that word like speak to you in all of this? Yeah, I think, I mean, I definitely don't want to punch it. I I think that if you don't take care of yourself or carve out time for yourself, you can't possibly be as good of a mother as you want to be, as good of a wife as you want to be, or as good of a businesswoman as you want to be. And and self-care for everyone means something different. And I think it's important to figure out what it is that you need to survive. Otherwise, it's a grind and it's it's tiring and it's draining um, and life is demanding. Not to say that I don't love my job and I you know love my time with my children, but I think everybody needs a little time to themselves and needs to take care of themselves so that they can be better at all the other things that they want to do. What what do you do for you? I have, I guess, three things during the day that I sort of can't live without. One is I have I have to exercise. I just that's I wake up in the morning and before my preset coffee goes off, I go out of the house, get to the gym, get it over with, come home. Uh, my coffee's ready. And that's my second one is I have my quiet cup of coffee. 
every once in a while, one of my kids, usually Jane, the youngest, will wake up while I'm having my cup of coffee. And I kind of cherish the like 10 minutes before the big kids get up um, to just be with her for a little bit. So my exercise, my cup of coffee, and then in the evening when I'm making dinner for me and David, I love to have a glass of wine to just wind down the day. And those are my kind of like daily, just breathe for a minute moments. They're your bookends. They're what you they yeah, are. What you start with, what you end with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what are yours? Oh gosh. Um, exercise for sure as well. Although that kind of takes different forms. I like to do, I'll do like a little Pilates video at my house sometimes before my kids get up. I, I go to the gym. We do part-time daycare for them. So on days that we don't have daycare, I go to the gym with them. And very recently, which has been so much fun, and I feel like kind of a dork saying it, but we all got bikes and we got the, oh, that's awesome. the full out like kid buggy where they, I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old. So they both sit in there and we like, our neighborhood very nicely has like trails and stuff. And so we like just bike and it is so relaxing and makes me feel like a 10 year old. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're like, Dunkle crew will roll out. And it's our, you know, so, um, so it, it gets interesting. We're like, oh man, this is, this is life now, but yes, moving, moving my body every day and coffee. And I like to read too. I like to read a little bit in the morning of, you know, different books, different business books or inspirational stuff is, is awesome too. So yeah. So what is in the works for Yumble? Like where, what are you working on right now? Like what is anything big, like just hitting more places bigger or just, uh, I don't know, like more development, like what's, what are you currently working on? So we have a couple of fairly big projects that we're rolling out this summer. One is we are actually rolling out a rebrand. Um, so the look and feel will be a little bit different, but I'm really excited about it. I think it's beautiful and really fresh and the website will look amazing and all the packaging will be really fun. Um, so I'm very excited about that. The second is we are hoping to hit the remaining about 12, uh, states in the country that we don't currently hit. So hoping to be national by the end of the summer. That'll be really exciting because there's some big states out West that we can't get to just yet. The, what is the obstacle to ship everywhere? Like what, what would somebody not know? Yeah. So there are a couple of ways of getting products to the West coast. Um, the way that we decided to do after kind of testing out a bunch of different ones is we are going to be opening up a second kitchen in out west so we'll be distributing from the east coast and from the west coast and then uh that's how we felt we were going to get the freshest best product to our customers that's very cool that is exciting yeah so those are two big projects that uh we're rolling out and take full team effort to uh to do no that's amazing i can't wait to see the rebrand too i already think your packaging is pretty lovely so um Thank yeah, you. maybe it'll get that boy of mine to put some more, you know, different foods in there and keep on going. So that's, that's awesome. Yep. Um, yeah. So what would you say, and maybe I'm sure people probably ask you this too, was like somebody has an idea for something. Maybe it's a mom. Maybe she has little kids. Maybe she's like, what in the what? How would I ever like 
what would you tell them after all of the lessons you've learned as far as you've gotten now? Like, what would you say to somebody who just like has an inkling for something and feels nervous, overwhelmed, like scared? Like, what would you say to them? I would say it's normal to feel that way. Um, (laughs) But if you feel the pain point, most likely other people do as well. And my advice would be, ask around, do some research. Don't be shy about talking about it. A lot of times people have ideas and for a number of reasons, they don't like to talk about it. The best thing you can do with a new idea is talk about it and put it out there and see how people respond and see, you'd be surprised what kind of advice and suggestions you'd get. And I would just say, go for it because you, you have very little to lose. And, you know, if you believe in it and you go after it, then that's the only way you'll be successful with it. Yeah. Very true. Go for it. Create your own yumble or whatever that version looks like, whatever it is. (laughs) Food related. Exactly. What has been, what has been the very best part of doing this, of like seeing this come to life, seeing this come to fruition and what has been the hardest part? I mean, there've been so many highs, definitely seeing the kind of community rally behind us with Shark Tank was one of the high points for me. The other would have been we we hosted a Mother's Day event recently, and we invited a bunch of our very loyal customers. And I had a handful of customers come over to me like in tears that they were so grateful for the the service that it changed their life, and their children, you know, are eating so much better, and their health their habits are so much healthier, and they just are like so grateful. Um, and I, to me, having that like face-to-face and the personal connection with my customers definitely been one of my kind of most exciting moments as, as a founder. The most challenging, I mean, there've also been a handful. <laughs> I think really figuring out, you know, going from stay-at-home mom to startup mom is a humongous shift. And I, I really kind of did it overnight. Um, and I think that transition both for me and for my children was was challenging. And I think I have thankfully, you know, worked out the kinks and it's been much smoother. But I think that initial kind of change was so drastic that it took us a little while as a family to kind of, you know, understand what the the new kind of new normal looked like. Sure. Yeah. Were your babies like, whoa, mom is on a mission. <laughs> they, they were like, why aren't you volunteering at school anymore? Why aren't you, you know, home? can't you just be home when I come home? And there's a lot of very basic questions that I, it's hard to explain, you know, when they say, but so-and-so's mommy's always there. And, but now they're older and I think they really do get it. And I hope they only continue to kind of understand on, on deeper levels as they get older. Yeah, no, totally. They should think it's very cool. I have no doubt they are like so proud of you. So I think with the Shark Tank, they were that kind of boosted their pride a little bit. Yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is like such an accomplishment. Like I'm I'm blown away and I just think it's it's so very cool. So you rock, girl. Thank you. I hope so. (laughs) Thank you for um Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for helping my kid eat food that is the color green. (laughs) I am so happy to help. And if there's anything more I can ever do, 
You just call me up. Oh, thank you. So where can everybody find Yumble? Like how does it work with ordering meals? It's it's very easy is what I will say, but is there anything oh, that you would share about the process in doing that? Yeah, I would say you can find us at yumblekids.com. You get to choose whichever plan works best for you. I love that you can choose whichever meals you want. You can let your kids help in the selection process. I think that really makes a difference in getting them engaged and excited before the product even arrives at your doorstep. You can also start following us on Instagram and Facebook. Our handles are yumblekids. And if anyone ever has questions, I am very accessible at joanna at yumblekids.com. Yes, that's what you were saying. You like answer most customer emails still. So yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like you can actually talk to you and tell you. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes people are like, are you a real person? I'm like, yes, I'm a real person. How did you guys come up with Yumble, the name? So I get asked this all the time. We, when I first came up with the business idea, I was calling it something else and it got a lot of feedback from investors that it wasn't a great name. And so my husband and I kind of started brainstorming. David, in addition to being a very kind of strategic mathematical thinker, he's also a super creative guy. So he came up with a list of about 500 names. And wow. yeah, it was, it was kind of hard to weed through, but I loved Yumble right away. And I loved it because of a couple of reasons. One is I loved that it meant nothing. It meant we could kind of take the product in any direction we wanted. It didn't pigeonhole us into a specific line or product or service. I love that it had the word yum, which just kind of conjured up food, even if it was subconscious. And I loved that it rhymed with a lot of really silly words like stumble, bumble, crumble, mumble, fumble. I felt like it set us up for the possibility to have a story one day or characters um, or just kind of add like a world dimension to the name. Sure. No, it's it's really good. It seems very well thought up. I think David might also have a side hustle as like a a brainstormer (laughs) for people. He likes doing that. It's like his when he's too, too like, you know, brain fried to do real work. It's like he feels like he's still doing work, but it's like the fun part of it for him. Yeah. No, it's such such a good name. And it is just such an amazing brand and um, just very cool. And I think a lot of that is obviously in part to you and in part to David. So, so very cool. Um, thank you so much for taking the time and talking about Yumble to all the mamas listening. Thank you so much for having me. It was great chatting. Yeah. All right, girl. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next week on the Moms Who Rule the World podcast. <laughs>